the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Christmas. One New Year's Eve. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, 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 much more. I started laughing because I was remembering back when we were putting troll dialogue in our intro, just sneaking it in there. Didn't have any concrete uh, memories of it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, we did that. That was funny. We did do that. I don't remember exactly yeah. either. I don't remember. It was, it was good, though. I don't have – I only have so many smallish space in my brain. It's – yeah, you can't remember every dumb thing you've ever said. Not until I'm trying to get to bed, and then I remember <laughs> it all. That's when you have to replay literally everything you've ever thought of. Wow, that was stupid. I was in second grade. Why did I do that? <laughs> I'm th- thankfully I've let go of the things from second grade. I mostly have. Uh, hey, Hansmarts, how you guys doing mostly out there? We're back. Eighty percent. Yeah, I'm mostly there. We're back from the holiday break. Uh, hope it was all good for you. Hope you had a, a happy, happy New Year's, a good Christmas, a good Hanukkah, any other holidays you may or may not celebrate. Hope you enjoyed them. Hope you enjoyed time with or without your family. Whichever one, Saturnalia. whichever one you like, Festivus, mm-hmm. thanks Obama. I hear it's for the rest of us. It's Obama invented uh, Festivus. Did you know that, Eric? I did know that. Yeah. Um, he wrote Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. Wasn't Larry Barry. David. Wasn't Larry David. It was uh, uh, Obama. That's just, that is a pseudonym oh. of, 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 of Barry Obama, I mean Barry Larry. Yeah, it's very close. Obviously very clear. Let me, let me get out my, my pen board and show you the connections. Some yarn, yarn, red yarn and yellow yarn and blue yarn. Mm-hmm. This is uh, our first episode of 2018, and we are going to be, uh, later on, awarding some things, some handies. Mm-hmm. The, Handy handies. The best comic books and comic creators of 2017 will be given uh, some awards out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, also, some bad things get awards, but bad awards. Yeah. They get a, they get a, real, they get a real rough handy. Like punches. It's, it's really sad. Like punches. Like fist, uh, fist to the I, fists. Robbie, I'm I I I I'm not gonna kink shame, but I'm not into that. <laughs> well, you don't have to be involved. We're we're separate from each other. You know, we award them separately for the most part. Although we tend to agree a lot. Um, well, that's yeah, 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 consensus. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, well, first we have comic books from uh, this past week to talk about. It is time for weekly floppies. Weekly floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about. This past week's books, or in this case, mostly this past week's books, I included a. I, there's one exception uh, in in this sampling, but we uh, review them, tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. Our first book of the week is Batman: Creature of the Night, Book Two. Let's get past this that this this issue with Green Lantern fighting Zod. Okay, that's right. that's what we all want. Written by Kurt Busiek, art John Paulion, letters Todd Klein. 
Damn it, Todd Klein. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad. This There's less of it, I guess, no, is really the I issue. No, I think that they were like, Todd, Todd, take your microscope off. I found I could read it if I just, like, unfocused my eyes. <laughs> I, I, sure. I, like, I, I can't. I stopped. I just, like, let it into my brain, I guess? I don't know. Um, we were talking about Todd Klein's lettering for, for, for various... For, for those, right. For those of you that are not reading superpowers like Robbie, that will not work. Yeah, I, I, maybe don't, I, don't take Robbie's advice on focusing on your eyes. reading with your eyes shut. They weren't shut. They're just kind of like half crossed. The um, Dr. Seuss book. What? What's Dr. Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss wrote a book about reading with your eyes shut. I don't, I'm not familiar. Well, it's called I Can Read With My Eyes Shut. Oh, good. He, he was pretty He was pretty uh, straightforward with his title. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. And Horton Hears a Who. What does Horton do? Horton, he heard a who. Okay. Green eggs in and ham? Cat, in the hat, there was a cat. Yes, there was green eggs and ham. Yertle the turtle. There was a turtle. I Yes. Um, this book has Batman in it. I mean, it has a Batman. It does have a Batman. And I mean, like, a Batman. Yeah. Like there's a there's a there's a dash in there. Um you had, it's like Spider Man. Yeah, kinda. You had said after that first issue that you could have left it at that you think they could have left it alone after that first issue. Um yeah, it's a weird thing, but I really enjoy this second I enjoy this second issue quite a lot. Um it does feel a little different and it's it's intriguing where it goes. I mean, I had kind of at about halfway through this thing. I'm like, I th- oh yeah, I saw. I mean, it's not like it's no. I mean, it's it, a lead in terms it's, of the reveal. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yes. Which no, that's absolutely clear. Like at least it was for me when the boat thing happened. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's, everything that's goes right for happened. this weirdo with these this psychic bat thing that follows him around. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. A likely story. Well, I mean, the real, the real miss. That's not the real mystery. No, it is not. But it, it is, it is almost dramatic irony. Um, but he, I, the, the real mystery is what is this thing? Why is it there? That what, to me is the fun of this. That is, it's a really weird what if scenario. What is its motivation? Why is it doing these things? How did it get there? And I think that that kept me turning the pages through this. Yeah, it is the the essential mystery of the story is what is this thing? And it is I I th- I'm I, I like I'm really glad I I'm curious if the next issue will take another big time jump because this is like he was a kid in that first one and now he is a young adult. Is it going to be middle aged by the next time it happens, or is it going to be who knows? I don't know. Um, I'm glad he's I not kinda, still a I, kid though. Yeah. Ugh. We're out, of, we're out of practice. We're talking over each other. Mm-hmm. It happens. You go. Uh, okay. Do it. Do it. I'm just saying, I think the... I'm still... I, I think, ultimately, I'm enjoying this journey. Ultimately, I think what... I, I think the payoff is vital to this. Mm-hmm. I, I think it it needs to really... I, I'm like, I hope it... I, I don't know. I just want it to mean something. I don't want it to be what it appears to be. I want another level of something there. Another level of meaning that it applies to our Batman. Meaning to our concept of a vigilante who prowls through the night, etc., etc. 
you know, because this kid, I mean, this kid is a fan of our Batman, of the of DC Batman. And I, with all the winks and nods about it in these two issues, I want there to be real meaning there. I want it mm-hmm. to, rev- I want it to echo back into this, this person's fandom. I, I, I think that's, I, it feels like that's what it's going for. It feels very much like a, like a referendum on fandom in some ways. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 it, because this, that's what this guy is. And he patterns his life after a fictional character. And I'm very curious to see if Busick uses that at all uh, when in the ending, I suppose. In transmission. In transmission. Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't It's good. I'm a buy. It, lo- yeah. it looks great. Uh, I can read Todd Klein's lettering it is, now. It is a, a straight-up gorgeous comic book. I really, really love the art. Yeah, fantastic. Bye. Double bye. Batman Creature of the mm-hmm. Night, number two. Next up is X-Men Grand Design, number one. This is the exception. Uh, by Ed Piscor. Pisker. I still doing that wrong, probably. We could we could do our homework and figure it out, but mm. we are um, we don't really like people. I don't I, know. We I hate mean, you. I like a I like a person no, I'm, from I'm time a, to I'm time. A, I'm I'm a fan. I'm an Ed, I'm a fan of Ed. Yes. Um. This is the guy. That, I mean, it is literally what is spelled. It is the the a history of the X Men. It is a. A, an encapsulation of mm-hmm. sixty plus years of of continuity and kind of s- simplified and kind of focused into mm-hmm. a cohesive story. Yeah, and it's impressive. I like it a lot. It's he uh, really good. Ed doesn't do things halfway. You know his his. Um... His scope is always pretty large. It's always far-reaching. This is... It definitely feels like it cuts pretty deep. X-Men is, I think, particularly dense continuity. And often contradictory. Yeah. In an, yeah absolutely. So, I feel like this... One, this is uh, uh, ignoring a lot of things that already... It, it hasn't gotten... I mean, this is just barely getting to, you know, past the original five and everything. Um, but it is also just like he was, he did in a hip hop family tree. It is also sprinkling in little, like it is setting up the events that happen later on, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is showing all this stuff happening in chronological order, which makes it make more sense and makes it makes in retrospect, all the things that happened better. And, I, I think this is I don't I I'm not sure I, I I'm not sure what the purpose of this in the long run is is I I mean obviously Mar I don't I don't know if I, I guess Marvel pitched this to him I was I, or if he did I imagine I, he pitched it to them to them because he is a he is a huge Claremont fan and I imagine this was entirely his brainchild he has been talking about it for quite some time. I'm just wondering what Marvel sees in it, other than hey, it's a comic they'll sell. I wonder if they're like, are they giving? Are, I wonder how much of them is of them like, how much of them looking at it, going, no, is that a should I include this? Is this in continuity? What like I'm curious, or if it's just like, well, Secret Wars happened, 
it doesn't matter. It kind of got mm-hmm. erased. You can do what you want. So just kind of streamline everything and make it look good with his own and ob- his own own artistic touch is in this. It is not simply mm-hmm. like here is an abridged version of X Men history. It is all yeah, you also is, see him. Is, his this is very Ed. Yeah, his his own. I don't know. Touch on a lot of things, and it's really good. It's I don't know. It's I don't I don't know if I've ever seen a cooler drawing of Iceman. I like the one where he's all he's he's snowman Iceman in the in the jail cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. He's um, I think it's interesting as his drawings can look so strange and naive. And then just, I don't know, he'll just draw like a bomb as fuck page. It's, it's nuts. Like, I think it's really easy to sell him short, but he's a, he's a great creator. And, and especially a book like this, it, I think allows him a little bit more leeway. Yeah. In kind of putting his own artistic spin on his own style on, on things, on the events of the X-Men. And, I think when this is this is this project is over, I, this is frankly, hey, do you want to know where to start with the X Men? You want to, or you do you need you want a, I don't, a primer? I don't, I don't see this as a as a primer. I don't see this as. I mean, I think you need a pretty good amount of X Men knowledge. I don't, I don't know that you could give this to someone with no knowledge. This is like hip hop family tree, in that I think if you knew nothing, there's no through line here. Like, it's hard to come in to this book, I think. Well, I mean, I think I think most people have a general knowledge of X-Men. Even, I mean, if you're picking up this book, I think you're not at zero. You're maybe at, you know, 10%. You know, you maybe are, you've watched the movies. Or you've watched the animated series from when you are a kid. Or you've dabbled in comics. You picked one up here and there. You're one of the millions of people who read the Jim Lee X-Men issue one. <laughs> When back in the day, who knows? I I feel like um, maybe I'm not giving a fresh reader too much credit, but I feel like people would struggle with this um, for the simple fact that there's not. I mean, it is history. It's it is it lacks a through line, and you don't know why you're being shown what you're shown. It was similar to um, Hip Hop Family Tree that way. That it is. It is to me challenging to get to the through line. I think, I guess, I don't really assume that anyone picking up a comic book is a fresh, spanking new comic book reader because it. The- yeah, and and I think that that's fine. That um, that is not that is not a reason not to pick up this book. I think that there are copious reasons to get it. Um, that is ultimately kind of a minor criticism. It's like don't. For me, don't buy it for the person who knows nothing about comics. Oh, no. this don't is, do that. No. I'm just yeah. This is this is a book that you buy for someone who's pretty damn passionate about it. Like you know, I I don't think this is a book you get someone to get them excited about X Men. No, I mean I think I after they read their first, after they read Astonishing X Men or something. After you read after their, I don't know. I think it this would. Is, this is this is someone who is. Very, who is interested in being an X Men fan? Yeah, Which... like if that—that's a different thing. I think like a better. Oh, was it? Was it? What was the damn story that 
introduced the kid X-Men. I actually thought that that was a nice story until it completely shit up the continuity. What? Uh, what Morrison, Morrison's X-Men? Was it? No, not Morrison X-Men. Um, I'm looking at my shelf. Oh, ben- I Bendis' X-Men? Yeah, was it Bendis? It probably was with, Bendis. With the original five time displaced? Yeah. I yeah. thought that was actually like a very good way, uh, a very digestible way to tell X-Men history without uh, it, it just turned into such a joke if they had just gone back in time if they had yes, re- re- i think it would, it would be have been fine it would have been great but it's still going on it <laughs> makes no sense i think we are both a, a buy yes. on x-men gray design one uh and probably the, that entire line of any basically anything ed piscor uh makes Probably will. He's a will he's a he's it. a rad fucking dude. Speaking of complicated X Men continuity, our next issue is Phoenix Resurrection number one, written by Matthew Rosenberg, pencils Linnea Francis Yu, inkers yeah. ink Jerry Alanglin, colors Rachel Rosenberg, letters Travis Lanham. What what even is this? Um, it is a comic book about the return of Jean Grey and the Phoenix. I suppose. I sure. I mean that's. It is a minor, it's a small event comic, I guess. Yeah. It's, you know, which Marvel has, you know, I believe the line with <laughs> with, with with Legacy, no more event comics. Hmm. Is this not, is this not what this is? Is this just, you call this a miniseries? Um, I guess you could, but it has, it is following the current X-Men crew, all varieties of them, and in, inners of them trying to figure out what's going on with this weird I guess the return of the Phoenix Force in a weird. It, it, there's a gene. I don't know. It's there's also like a Twin Peaksy kind of mystery thing going on. Uh, like in parallel with the X Men doing, you know, punching bad guys. Um, it's it's a comic to bring back Jean Grey and the Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. It it, it, it is you, what if, it if, is. Yeah. You you buy this if you're a. If that sounds amazing to you, or if you're a little Francis Yu fanboy, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I I enjoy his work quite a bit. No, it's it's good. I was going through here thinking that he had outgrown Miranda shots, and there's a there's a good one. Even Nightcrawler has one. Look at that. He does. I did notice that. I didn't notice the the Nightcrawler one specifically. Yeah. But there is. Uh, I mean, Rogue is mostly pretty pretty not that but who is this at the end let me get to her he's like threatening to do it with psylocke the whole book i actually don't know who this white-haired woman is she's with the team with magic and um um nightcrawler and um colossus i don't know who she is oh is it storm Fuck. that's storm yeah yeah the costume looks really strange like that it doesn't look like she's wearing a dress it looks like a weird yeah it looks like a, a bodysuit with like the sides cut out which, yeah, I, I know. Hey, man, I can go. I can go to the coffee shop and see girls with yoga pants like that. It's, athleisure. It's not that far. That's yeah. That's gym cosplay. Um, I can live without this book. I absolutely. I easily. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you again. Okay. Say something. Uh, <laughs> I think that this is fine. Fine is how I would characterize it. I I. I mean, I don't really enjoy the story. I think it's messy. I think the art is really nice. Um, 
it doesn't read poorly. I will happily pass over this. I think I I like the part of the story that is in this weird diner where Jean Grey's a waitress and she's on going on dates with Scott Summers, who's also alive. And like this weird, like, which is obviously not real. It's some weird, I'm sure it's some mental, some psychic thing happening somewhere, whatever it is. That's, I'm interested in that. That's a neat thing. I'm not as interested in the X-Men going on with Guad Goose Chase. And I, I don't, like, seeing this mess, like, this X-Men, are, there's so many X-Men. There's so many. And I, like, that's part of the problem with the X-Men in the modern day and in Marvel in general is that, hey, here's, you want to, I want to read X-Men comics. Well, here's six comic books you need to read. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to read six comic books. And this just kind of illustrates that when you see all these people in the same room and the the original five are there and I don't, I don't even see them. And I don't know it. I, 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 I know what's going to happen. It's not like, I don't, that's the problem. Like I already know the Phoenix, Phoenix is coming again. It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't have nostalgia for Jean Grey. So They're, Yeah. I don't like Scott and Jean were never my OTP. It's not they're they're not they're just a couple people that have died fifty times apiece now. And 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 it wasn't that long ago that Jean Grey, Jean Grey came back and they killed her again. And it's just like I don't I, I'm it's they've got to earn my trust back. I guess is what I'm saying. And I think that's what Marvel is in general is they earn my trust back. And I don't. This is it like. A masterpiece or anything, which is it's uh, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, it's fine. I think I'm a do not buy simply because I don't I don't need to know how Jean she could just I could be reading an X Men comic and Jean Grey just pops up and I'd be like okay, that's fine. The story of her return is not that exciting to me. No, uh, unless it's like some crazy. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's fine. It's not bad. Leo Francis uses art is great. That uh, is really, really very beautiful. Even it's got you, butts in it. It's got butts in it. Uh, but I, you're to do not but, buy as well, Eric? Uh, I am a please no. Okay. Double do not buy on Phoenix Resurrection. Number one, our next book up is Imaginary Fiends, number two. Oh, the DC Universe got, just got bigger. Mm-hmm. That's what the advertisement wants to tell me. Written by Tim Seeley, art Stephen Molnar, colors Quentin Winter, letters Carlos M. Mangual. This is nearly a perfect first issue. Why is it book two? I don't know. I mean, do you not agree with that? Is this not so much better a first issue? It's a it's a better first issue than that number one. Yeah, which I think we I mean, are, I, we are fairly I, like it has okay, promise, so you, but we don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Uh, do you have reservations? Because I'm way more on board. This is way more interesting, cuts way more to the point, and does so much a better job of telling a story, introducing characters, and really just getting down to what's important. I like this way the hell more than issue one. I think my biggest problem with this is the stuff in issue one, meaning it robs some of the mystery of this book. Mm Mm-hmm. In my mind, I have already thrown away all of issue one. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, wow, this is good. I I think that's the problem. Was like, uh, if 
if I was just reading this fresh, if this was his number one for this book, mm-hmm. I would have questions. I'd be like, what is with this 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 mm-hmm. young woman? Oh, she's like they hint at things that are clearly spelled out in, in the first in number one, the real number one. And mm-hmm. I'd go, well, I know why this is happening. It's spelled out yeah. very clearly. And you don't want to give all that stuff away. You w- mm-hmm. you want to start in media res. You want to start leaving things and like it, I don't know. I don't. I think you're right, and this makes a better first issue. I think my problem is that it. I remember all the things from number the first issue, but this leaves oh, it's the dialogue feels more natural, like people talking, mm-hmm. not delivering uh, exposition. Exposition. It feel- I can never recall the word exposition. Me neither. I, I always want to say. I, I need it. I always want to say exponents, and that's a math. <laughs> that's a math word. I always. I'm gonna. St- I think I'm trying to say preposition. I don't know. That also a different thing, but closer. Mm-hmm. It but sounds more similar. This has more character in it. Uh, there's mm-hmm. more. There's more. It's denser. It is. It throws. It's not afraid to. One hundred percent better. Yes. <laughs> I just. I, I don't know why this isn't I, – I don't know. I think some of it is – you alluded to it with the, the X-Men Grand Design, uh, some, afraid to drop a reader into the deep end, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I, I think you and I both are kind of happier when we are left to fend for ourselves a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't, no, it's true. It's a, a part of world building is leaving some stuff to the people's imaginations. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes it more fun to – I mean – I don't know. No one is going to be excited about the frame story being more framed. Like, it's just, it's so dumb. Who cares? Get just, I don't know. Get, get to, get to where it's, get to where the story is as soon as possible. Yeah. And that, that's what this feels like. It feels like this is where the story has started. And that first Mm -hmm. issue was like setting up the origin story. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. Or this isn't, I don't need to see. Uncle Uncle Ben being killed again, and I don't need mm-hmm. to see like oh I need to see everything spelled out for me. Just leave it a little. You could tell that in flashback. You can t- there's many ways to tell the reader things that you don't need to start from the beginning. And I don't know, maybe it's just because it's such a it's I don't know. I don't think it, this idea is that weird that people see imaginary creatures that they're actually mm-hmm. there. That, I think I, you get you get the concept of this just from reading the title of the book. Yeah. You exactly. don't need to no. But I I'm think a, everything you need is right here. Yeah. I mean it's I'm a, there. I'm a buy on this issue. Uh much more yeah. enthusiastic than I was on that first one. And frankly, yeah. start here. I think you're better off for skip, it. Skip skip issue one, one hundred percent. So we're a double buy on Imaginary Feeds number two. In a way we were not on on number one. Yeah. Did I pass on it? No, we were very mushy. Okay. You were mushier than me, but we were both mushy. I, I I do remember I remember my feelings on it, but I can't remember if I passed or not. Um, our last book of the week is Bonehead Number One, created by Machine Fifty Six, uh, written by I don't know what that means. Written by Brian Edward Hill, <laughs> art Roald Marcellius, colors uh, Sakti Yuano, cover Rod Marcellius, letters Imam Eco and Jaka Adi, graphics Kamalo. Not, um. It's a really stupid comic. I mean, yeah. This is this yeah, is this is someone who plays way too many video games. I was gonna. I literally 
as I was reading this, I, I, and I'm fairly certain that they're not influenced by each other. I mean, other than they probably have the same influences. But I read, I played a video game called Ruiner that is literally about yeah. a faceless uh, Avenger vigilante. With it. I remember, yeah, I remember watching videos for it, and I'm like, and it's a bit literal, and it's cyberpunky, and it has a, a, a even similar design with the face, the masks mm-hmm. that he wears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's it is. Uh, I, I will just say that this is a fun action comic. I like the art. If you turn your brain off, it's got some fun stuff. No, I, I the art is it's really neat. good. I like the yeah, art the, a lot. The art is, is the art is cool. The action scenes are cool. It is inspired. I mean, I like video games. I like the stuff that this is being a pastiche of. I mean. If this was concept art, I would probably play this game. It's fun. It's really dumb. Um, it says Glitch Presents. What the hell is that? Is that an actual video game company? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know. Who Machine Fifty Six is the uh, theoretically the guy in this comic book because he has a big Fifty Six yeah. on his forehead. So I don't know what the whole with the credits what it's doing and why is it have like all these mm-hmm. layers of ostentation or or obfuscation about who's making this comic book and what it is. But it's uh, it, it it is dumb, but it's dumb fun and it is. I don't know. Yeah. He runs into a dude who is dressed like a he's like a cyberpunk jack o' lantern. That's that's fun. He has a baseball bat. Yeah. And he's whooping up another cyber gang who also is dressed like it like lizards or jackals or something. Uh, <laughs> there's a guy named Black Death. The main the protagonist speaks only in like emoji. I don't like. There's the he's about to fight Judge Dredd at the end. Uh, I'm a buy. Like I think yeah. I want it. I like every. Part of my body was yelling like, "This is so dumb! Don't you can't like this." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I like this. Just, it's just let just let yourself be dumb." Yeah, Come it's on. I'm it. I'm Do dumb it, enough bro. I'm dumb enough to like this. I it's fine. Well, I'm a buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll high five you on. Um, I'll high five you on that. You know, bonehead. It, it has the name. It's called bonehead. Like it's. I don't think bonehead, it's. Bro. Yeah, that's a that's a double buy on bonehead number one. That's it for Weekly Floppies. That was the sound of me shutting my iPad. That means we're done. We'll leave Floppies forever for this this week. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is part of the show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to uh, during the whatever how whatever the span of time since the last episode. Uh, this span of time was a, a month, so we we did many things, right? I suppose that's true. Did I talk about Art Basel yet? Mm, no. Okay. Well, I I went to Art Basel in Miami. Um, it was it was actually Winwood was pretty excellent. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Eric Hornsby, artist underscore Ash on Instagram, was there. This is a great story. If I didn't tell you, Robbie. That a lot of other people from St. Pete, you know, and I visited them as well. Uh, Aurelius Artist, um, uh, John Suarez, I forget what he is on Instagram, Zulu Painter on Instagram, Jen Chanley on Instagram. I visited all of them, but like th- some of them had actual space to, uh, to do murals. Hornsby just rolled up into Wynwood which is sort of like the gentrified arts district in Miami. It's kind of like the Brooklyn of Miami. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he just rolled up in there and found a, a building that was being rebuilt. And like a gangster painted illegal murals on there for like six fucking days. And I just, I have to, my hat's off to him. It was ballsy as hell. But it was a real blast hanging out. Went to the, the main Art Basel art fair. Um, man, it was great. And then Christmas happened. How was your Christmas? Um, Christmas is good. Christmas was excellent. I saw lots of family and friends. Uh, everything. I regret you were leaving just as soon as I was getting back. Yeah, well, we only got to have we only got to have dinner together. I know it. Well, it's a part of when staying an extra five days costs an extra thousand dollars. It's kind of a hmm, yeah. Maybe airfare was tough this year. Yeah, so I we opted to save those thousand dollars to put them in another place. Um, but it was still good. I got a lot of comic books that I. Love that I got. I got uh, Akira. I sent you a picture. Uh, I got a, the Akira 35th anniversary box set, uh, and I got the Covenant Hobbs box set. I'm very excited about having both of those things. I'm gonna read them. Um, I'm a, but they combined weigh about 40 pounds, and that's yeah. not good to travel with. And next uh, year, I'm gonna tell my father, uh, please don't buy me any books. Uh, I mm-hmm. love. I love my father. I don't. Or it, or buy them. Use Amazon. Yes, just ship them directly ship. to my house. That would be great. Yeah. Um. But I. It's traveling is hell. Uh. Returning to Edmonton is hell. Um. At that was a very bad day of travel. Um. But I'm I'm home. It was fine. It's okay. We made it. High five. Yeah. Um. You had a. You went to a whiskey prison. It, I think the website actually is Whiskey Prison. If you go to whiskeyprison.com, it should uh, it should take you to it. It's called Southern Grace Distillery. We went to one craft brewery, and after that, we took a a, a tour through Southern Grace Distilleries, which I think until 2011 it was like a it was an old like uh, Cool Hand Luke style real working prison. They shut it down in 2011. Actually, no, it was shut down a couple of years before that, and then it became a training facility for the military. So that's what it was. And then it got the the, the patch of land got bought, and it became like you know what it is now. It's been about a year or two, or maybe two or three years. They've got they've actually got some uh, some aged product out. Um. But they they make a they make a neat product, you know. They have a a guy who uh, has a degree in fermentation science, like his who's their brewer or their dist- distiller, whatever you want to call it. I I forget the actual terminology. I'm a plebeian, I suppose. Um, but it's just really neat, you know. He has this degree from a North Carolina school. He's basically right in my parents' backyard, right near where I grew up. They're making this really great product. I mean, it like that that whiskey that I bought, or that bourbon, I should say. Did you know that uh, bourbon is can only be made in America? You can't call it bourbon if it's made anywhere else. Yeah, it's because of the way the barrels are, right? Something like that. There are no, there are uh, reco- legal requirements for something to be called bourbon, and part of it is that it has to be. Um, a virgin, um, it can, it can only be used once. And I think it's, I think it's oak. I can't remember what kind of barrel it is. 
but you were correct in that the, the, it has to be at least 51% corn, and it has to be the right kind of barrel. Those are two of the, the legal requirements, and it has to be made in the United States. You cannot call it bourbon if you make you can you can use the exact same recipe and exact same ingredients and make it in a different place, but you cannot call it you have to call it whiskey. It's like you can't call it scotch if you make it in the United States because it's not made in damn Scotland. Right. Um, but I bought uh, a batch of their conviction whiskey, their conviction bourbon, excuse me, the double barrel bourbon. And it won double gold at a recent competition, so it's pretty legit. I, I actually really enjoyed it. But good God, have I ever been doing drinking over December. Yeah. So me, much drinking. Me, oh, God. Hashtag get fat 2017. Me too. It was a lot. Of, I drank a lot. more. Yeah, I drank more in those two weeks in Florida than I had in the past six months combined. It's a, it's an embarrassment. It was a lot of drinking, but I'm clean now. It's 2018, a new year. I'm gonna I'm gonna do no drink January. I may drink for Wrestle Kingdom, maybe. Well, that does sound like you. Yeah, it might. Football's it, on. I gotta get drunk. Well, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I'm a man. Yep, I'm a man. Uh, I let me think. What other, I played a lot. I played a lot of PUBG when I've, I've since I've come back. No surprise I saw there. Your, your your second chicken dinner. Congratulations! Uh, in the in the in between then and now, I've got another one. So you have three. Well, I have four total now. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. Aren't you just a a little rascal? Yep. Uh, PUBG is still great. It is now in 1.0. It's uh, my second favorite game of the year. Uh, in a game Ooh. of great video games. Um. That I, I posted a my top ten list on my batmanonahorse.com. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I do want to check it out. It's uh, I haven't played. We bought a Switch, so I have Mario. Uh, I know. Haven't uh, friended you yet. I haven't bought it. I haven't played Mario. I haven't touched it. Kim, my wife, has. I finished my NaNoWriMo book. Congratulations uh, on that as well. Uh, 72,000 words, roughly. I'm going to start revising it. Uh, first revision soon, probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, after he let sit for a little bit more, um, I don't know. I ate cookies. Cookies are good. Mm-hmm. Christmas. I I ate so much in Florida. It was so much food, mm-hmm. but but it was delicious. Eating is good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Christmas. Check- Christmas. Christmas is a is a is a feast. It's okay. Checking in with gluttony. We enjoy ourselves. Yep. I love gluttony. We checked. I think so. I can't think. Yeah. I don't. It's I, we, can keep, we can keep talking. No, I'm. I'm. I think we should uh, continue on into the the meat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Meet me. Meet me up, buddy. <laughs> so checking in is over, and now it is time for the the yearly occasion, annual. Mm-hmm. I forget which. I think this is the fourth annual, right? This is our fourth. Probably. I think we've been doing it for four years. Yep. This is the fourth annual Handsome Boys Handies Awards. Yes, it's that time once again. Welcome back to the 15th, 23rd annual Handsome Boys Handsome Boys Handies Awards. So we don't really actually want to count. <laughs> Couldn't even make it through it. Uh, so, hey guys, yeah, this is our, our yearly award show. We're 
We have refused to change the name. Still call it the Handies. Hey, I'm firmly behind it. I know. I know you are. An unintentional double entendre. (laughs) Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind that as well. (laughs) I know. Uh... This is our, our, our retrospective back at the look at the year 2017 in comic books. Um, we have kind of uh, a, a very relatively standard of, of awards and then a couple, you know, fun awards thrown in. Before we begin, I do want to mention this because it seems I, I look at I've looked at all the 2017 bests in comics over the past few days. And there's a lot of things we missed. And it's it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how anyone like, well, you have to work full time for a comic blog, which is how many people? Like five people, eight? Probably more. Well, full time, yeah. Um, you could work full time at a comic book store and read everything for free. You could do that. Um, but this is not inclusive of every comic book on Earth in 2017. Uh, we don't. We haven't read every comic. Uh, we we haven't read even all the great comics in 2017 i'm pretty sure there's tons of stuff that comes out that i know is good i just don't have the money or time to read it right now and that's we'll get to them eventually um so if we omit something we don't mention a comic it's not because we think it's bad it's just we probably haven't read it um or there's things that just come out all the time and we don't mention that are still routinely good like hey southern bastards that's still a great comic book hasn't changed but we don't read i'm not we can't i'm we're not going to read Southern Bastards number 17 for the for the, the podcast because you, you know what we think about it. Mm-hmm. We both love it. Eric loves it to an extent that might not be healthy. You're you ain't wrong. <laughs> so without further ado, our first our first award is biggest surprise uh, things that surprise us. And this is generally good surprise, uh, not bad surprise. We have a different words for bad surprises. Uh, but these are things that not necessarily like just come out of left field. Like I think at a certain point we, we have creators uh, that we love and we know are very talented. And when they make a good thing, it's not surprising. It's, it's nice, but you go, Oh, it's that really talented person making a good thing. It's this stuff is when people who relatively came out of nowhere or properties that were so without the nominees, uh, my favorite thing is monsters by email Ferris, uh, extremity, by Daniel Warren Johnson, the Flintstones, woke woke as fuck Flintstones, uh, and along with that, the Hanna Barbera crossovers, which I am mostly including because of Snagglepuss. Um, I, all these were very pleasant surprises. Uh, uh oh, the awards have killed Eric. That was weird. I actually turned the mic off, and it it still was. That's insane. Okay. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Where where are you leaning, Eric? Well, I mean, it was really weird to see the communist agenda in the Flintstones book. Mm-hmm. Or if not communist, the aggressively uh, Marxist slash anti-capitalist. Um, <coughs> that was definitely surprising. Um Hanna-Barbera, all of them were just insane. You know, some mm-hmm. of them were really fun. Some of them were just weird as hell. But I have to say the thing that just completely knocked me on my ass was my favorite thing is monsters because it is 
one of the best comics I've ever read, bar none, a completely unique work of art, and it is probably the thing I have recommended uh, like aggressively to more people. I mean, it's probably the thing that I'll like, you know, it'll be Saga and that. Those are the things that I will be showing to people. Like, you know, do you do, do you like comics? Like, maybe here's an entry point for you. You know, yeah. here is this weird, beautiful piece of art. Yes, I, and I I agree I agree with you. I think all I love Extremity, and it's I put it in several I, other categories. I, I adore Extremity, but Daniel Ward Johnson was an artist and had done several things, uh, just nothing as I think as good or as acclaimed as this has been. Yeah, uh, yeah. Emil Ferris, a this is her first thing, first comic book, first graphic novel that she's ever made. There's it, it's the first thing and her story is extraordinary and the book is extraordinary and it is just appeared out of nowhere it is just it just popped into existence and for that to be to be the first comic book the first work of art like that she's made is kind of mind-boggling so i can't help but like obviously it's the biggest surprise it's in, it's insane it's it's a spectacular work of art it and for it to just appear from nowhere and kind of, I don't know. I'm glad it is seeing. I'm seeing in a lot of places now. I'm seeing a lot of attention paid to it, and it deserves every bit of it. Every single bit. Yes. Um. So, congratulations. My favorite thing is monsters. Two handies from from me mm-hmm. and Eric. Um. Next up, one of the bad awards. Bad handies. <laughs> this is the please stop award. For uh, bad things that shouldn't continue, uh, three not hence stop. Yeah, uh, three nominees. Uh, one uh, is being shitty, and this is regards to uh, sexual abuse, harassment, assault. Uh, the months of mo- the, the months of the the Me Too mm-hmm. uh, revelations. I'm, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, and this is specifically towards the people committing these awful acts and or who are still in constant positions of power in comic books. Oh, you don't want you don't want people to just shut up. No, I don't want people to shut up. I'd ra- I like oh, okay. all the people that are still in 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 these in these giant companies still working for them who are awful people probably shouldn't do that. Anymore. I like them not to be in there anymore. Um, uh, the second nominee, dragging Alan's more still living corpse around at parties. This is. Doomsday Clock, really. It's what dooms making Doomsday Clock is really the. <laughs> Please stop. They're not going to stop. Uh, and then finally, basically Marvel. <laughs> Every like a lot of things they did many they've things not, wrong. They they have they have not had a good year, have they, they? They've had a very bad year. It is it is depressed the whole the whole market this year. You know. In addition to this, did you see that shit piece of yellow journalism on Vice? Oh yes, where yes, the, I uh, the, I did not appreciate that. I which, uh, would you care to recount that for everyone that, uh, that isn't you and me that, yeah, that didn't read it? I mean, it was it's that's a good that's a good a good uh, run or uh, uh, honorable mention for this list. I think. Yeah, it, it can't really compete with the the, the top heavy no. hitters, but it's still no. very, it's you, bad. You put you put nearly anything next to Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, it's you're not um, gonna to yeah. to Dan uh, Bergenzanda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vice put out a their comics uh, review 
editor, writer, I don't, put out a top 10 list, quote unquote, of best comics of 2017. He did not include 8, 9, or 10 because there weren't that, there, there weren't 10 good comics in 2017. Um, according to him. According to him. I don't, I don't, I didn't read it because I don't want to give him, I didn't want to give him clicks. I didn't mm-hmm. want to pay. Th- I didn't even. I I tweeted out this very specific thing. Like, there's so many people paying attention to this guy. Just, I ignore it. It's it's a fucking gross, uh, 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 uh like, uh, gimmick. It's trying to just get attention so that he can troll people, and that's what he is. He's a troll. Uh, there's there's no shortage of great comics in 2017. Like I literally just said, we haven't read them all. There's so many good things. Like, and we routinely discover them on a weekly basis. I, there's, it's hard to, there's not enough time to read all the great things. There's not enough mm-hmm. money. I don't have enough money to read all the comics I want. So when he's like, oh, there's not top 10, I'm like, go fuck yourself. How about that? Like, yeah, it's, dis- it's disingenuous. Yeah, it's disingenuous in every way. Um, and I, it's, it's really bad because there's tons of, there's tons of, uh, really good writers who are highlighting really good comic books out there, comic bloggers and journalists, and they deserve better than mm-hmm. the attention that that asshole got. But I mean, again, like uh, Marvel had a terrible year. Um, Secret Empire was was bad. Uh, the whole diversity gate thing, very very bad. Uh, their you know the comics project where they you know were joining forces with mercenaries, literal real world. Black Ops mercenaries, confoundingly, mind-boggling terrible. Thankfully, they backed out, but still, every like every step along the way. And then they, we 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 broke. We basically had a break just as soon as a, a bunch of shit broke. How about how CB Sabolsky did a lot of bad things mm-hmm. right before, right as he was becoming editor and the new editor in chief? And we're like, maybe things will change with him in charge. Hmm. Um. We'll see. I guess. He's not great, and I don't know. It just doesn't. They've had lots and lots of bad things, and like, not all. They're they still putting out plenty of good comics. It's just also it's getting harder and harder to recommend them. And sometimes it's just like, why would I? When they clearly like, it seems like every step along the way they've spelled out, we don't want your business. Yeah, and like, and they've managed to alienate like every potential comics buyer, like. Like the old, like the forty-eight-year-old neckbeard kind of stereotype wants things the good old days, nineties comics person. They alienated them. Then they, in the appealing to try and appeal to a newer, younger, uh, more diverse audience, they then alienated them as well. You know, when every single potential reader has, is angry at you, you're not gonna when. When you're potentially destroying comic book stores because you've had a down year. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. I say that, but it really can't compete with the sexual harassment stuff because that is a generally destroying people's lives. So the the only thing that I think we can that I I I don't know that you've ever been present when this stuff happens. It is challenging because there is such pressure to just assume that everything is normal. Just speak up for people. It really is. It really is a thing you can do. You really help people to do it. It is a big deal. Literally anyone can do it. And even if even if it's your friend, you should stop them because they are 
you need to stop your friend from being bad. And it's again, it, and you, you, it, you need to stop your friend from being a, a monster. Yes. And I mean, <laughs> aside from that, like it's a general comics culture thing that we're still fighting clearly, but if it's, it's a larger cultural it, war. Yeah, exactly. And the comics corner of it is just a, a small part of it. But even in that, like, Hey, if you're, co- comic book store has shitty people like running it go to a different comic book store you know if you're if your work if anything it's everywhere yeah it really is yes it really is and it's we we i don't know we ignore it it well it just it's was it's normal quote unquote it's yes which is not good that's bad no i mean and even when something we the, the human brains we tend to treat bad things as if nothing is wrong we just sort of look around them it's just good to be aware of it yes it it, i mean not don't even think of it if someone who you care about has it done to them i mean if you see someone that you care about do it you need to correct them that even more so because you don't you don't want a guy that i was friends with uh i think that was this year the story broke that that he raped a girl. So, I mean, I don't know. People don't learn about boundaries. It's important. Your your social capital is important. That's the and yeah. you can use it to make it to affect change. Yeah, absolutely. If you care about your friends. Yes. So the police stop. Side of those. So yeah. please stop <laughs> being shitty. Uh is the 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 quote-unquote award winner. Although in any, I mean, in any quote unquote normal year, uh, Marvel would take the cake. But hey, 2017 was new normal year, huh? Uh, well, cheers to that. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Will this awful year ever end? Uh, we yes, can, it is. Yeah, it, thankfully it, 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 it had. Well, yes. Uh, we can move on to our our next award. It is <laughs> on the on the tail of that, the most disappointing event. Pretty clear. Uh, what that award is for. Uh, two, only two nominees uh, this year. Uh, Secret, em- Secret Empire and Metal. I uh, I got no dog in this fight, bro. I think... I mean... I Metal, I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make me angry. Would you make the argument that it was doing exactly what it wanted to do? Metal? Yes, I actually, I think I would make that argument. I think Metal is, is you know, I, it is doing it precisely what it's going for. Mm-hmm. I don't... It is, yeah, it is doing precisely the dumb-ass thing that it wanted. It's, yes. While Secret Empire, maybe in a, a different, different social climate, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I don't know if I'd like it, but I probably would just go and dismiss it and just not pay attention. But it, it is actively a bad thing in uh-huh. this year. It like it act it, like there were Nazis and KKK yeah. members wearing Hydra shirts and Captain America shirts, and that's bad. That's awful. It's it, it upsets me like viscerally, like at a, like a core of my body. It makes me like I love like. Ugh. And I don't think anyone involved at Marvel thought about any of that. No, I think they went. Oh, this is they. It, we've. I think we touched touched on it at the time. Is like they saw Spear, uh, 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 Superior Spider Man, and they saw 
They saw Spider-Man be taken over by Doc Ock. They saw sales for that title skyrocket, super successful. What do we do if we want to spin that with Captain America? How can we do that? What would it look like? And I'm, this is, I'm sure what happened. And if maybe if it said something and like uh, at all about, about that, about white supremacy and, and fascism, if it said anything about that in a meaningful way, I probably would, it would, it would create room for its space to exist. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. It All it says in the end is, hey, uh, uh, you remember that old Captain America? He was good. So I go, well, yeah, I, I know. That's why I didn't like Superior Spider-Man, because that's all that Superior Spider-Man said. It said that old Spider-Man was good. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I liked old Spider-Man. I liked old Cap, too. I was buying and reading old Captain America before he became an, uh, a, a Hydra, a Nazi, basically. And then all their backpedaling and double talk around the event and den- them denying things and then them spoiling the ending of their own comic book event in a, ma- in a major national news source. It just uh, – along with, hey, please stop Marvel. It's part of that. Secret Empire in a wash. I only included Metal mm-hmm. here because it would have something to – so I could mention it. But Metal, I mean, I'm not upset at it. It's just an event I won't read. <sighs> I'm so Chris Somney, Mark Way, Captain America. I'm so happy it exists. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think it is for the best. It just it completely ignored everything that happened in Secret Empire. Um, hey, the winner, Secret Empire. Congrats. Ooh. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, uh, our award that we I think we awarded. We have awarded it every year. Since our after our inaugural awards, it is the the Asaga Award for Saga continuing to be Saga. Mm-hmm. Running joke is a running joke. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I I okay. Saga. We don't talk about it a lot on the podcast. We bear, we mention it. Hey, it's great. It is. Are great. you current? I uh, no. I I I basically I read it in trade now. Yeah, I'm, I mean one just dropped. Oh, I've not read the most recent trade. No. Um, I I I will be. Um, but. It's great, and it is still like you said. The number one thing I refer to people, I if I say, yeah, I'm gonna, I do a like I'll mention, I do a comic book podcast, and they're like, oh, what should I should I read? The, sometimes I'll get questions about recommendations. I've fallen out of comics. What should I read? I'm like, read Saga, easy. Start there. It's beautiful, amazing storytelling. I like it's the perfect entry point, and it continues to be great. It just it's reliable, and it, it will end at some point, and comic books has a very much cult of the new uh around a, a lot of the awards that we are just as uh prone to as anyone where you want to give awards to the new thing the new person the new book but saga is still great and it, it represents a lot of other books that are still just putting out issues they're in their 20s 30s 40s numbered we still like them a lot but mm-hmm. we, it, you know, we're just not talking about it on the podcast because it's kind of assumed. Yes, I love Saga. Yes, I love Southern Bastards. Yes, I like Wicked and the Vine. Yes, I, I like all those books. I like them. I love them. You should read them. But we don't. We're not going to talk about them all the time. Um, I, I don't know. This might be the most. I don't, this is a, the, uh, the hardest hitter category. Maybe I don't know. We're hit. We're entering that realm now. Mm-hmm. With these awards, where it's a lot of tough choices, except for maybe one of them. Uh, 
<laughs> one award left. Uh, this is our Nerd Boy Book Club Best Book of the Year. This 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 does this definitely challenges me. Uh, this is we have you know our book club segment, and these are just the things we've read this year. They haven't some haven't come out this year. Uh, some have. God, what, a, what a list. Yeah, and this is just a sampling. This is what I looked. I looked at our list. I'm like, this is clearly little things that belong. Um, Black Panther, my favorite thing is monsters. Extremity, God Country, this one summer, Black Widow, Snot Girl, Akira, and finally Diesel Ignition. Yeah, wow. Which most of those are fairly new, uh, except for Akira, which is one of the all time all time classics. Yeah, the a part of the canon, I believe we mentioned in mm-hmm. our discussion. So, Eric, I mean, just absolutely bananas list. Um, like with all my heart, I want to say Extremity because I think it is quite possibly my new favorite. I mean. Daniel Warren Johnson might be my new like favorite artist. Every time he posts like a tweet or something of a new thing that he's done, it's just like I have to just stop. I'm so excited to see it. And it's fucking amazing. I mean, the thing that I tell everyone is my favorite thing is monsters. It would be incredibly false of me to not say my favorite thing is monsters is the best thing that I've read this year. And that is like every one of these books is a stand up, just amazing book. This one summer was a fucking amazing book. (laughs) Akira is a classic. Diesel Ignition is like a just gorgeous, beautiful cartooning. The Somni Black Widow was just bananas. God Country was a heartbreaker. Black Panther is like a work of absolute genius. Like these are all insanely books, and it's just just so good. But it is hard for me to look away from my favorite thing is monsters, because I have it is the thing that gets me excited to tell people about comic books. It is a a beautiful work of art. Yeah, it's very special, and I I mean all these are like that's the thing. Like not all of these are twenty seventeen, but. Mm-hmm. Like the Akira came out in 2016. <laughs> some yes, I mean, some of them uh, verged in 2017 and are still. Some of them are ongoing. Um, but that's why I, when I see, oh, 2017 was a bad year for comics. I'm like, okay, you're you're sufferable. There's these are like this list is a murderer's row of things, and this is just a small sample size of the things we could have read that are. It, there's a, amazing amazing art out there, and this is a, a incredibly difficult choice and it's all, splitting hairs. This is splitting hairs because honestly I would just give this list in its total and just say, read all of this, mm-hmm. read all of these books, you know, start with whatever, like look at the cover of, of every single one, which one looks the most interesting to you start there and then just go through the list. Um, I think I feel like in reverse order of you, I think extremity is mine. I like it is the thing that uh, it excites me mm-hmm. and I don't, it, it's a, I felt burnout this year. I felt very much like following comic books was becoming exhausting because there's so, and this year in particular, cause 2017 was a hard year and comics 
comic book culture was no not an exception to that. Like we just talked about all the bad things in it, and it's v- sometimes very easy to get disillusioned and about the things that the big companies do, about their decisions to cancel books you love, about the fact that I saw a really good tweet about it about how hard it is to buy comic books, like how to like how to like the whole pre like the fact that pre ordering comic books is still like the like. I saw the tweet. It was Tom Cruise doesn't need to explain to people how to go watch Mission Impossible. But if you want to explain to someone how to engage with the comic book buying system as it was intended, you have to go tell, go to a comic book store, buy this, buy a gigantic previews magazine, and then fill out a worksheet like you're in like you're in third grade. Um, and it's it's but, yeah, it's all it's. I, I love buying copies of previews. Buy your entry so you can buy more things. It's just, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, okay. It's very exhausting. It's very tiring. And it's when you, when you read something that reminds you why you love comic books, it, 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 it's a snap. It's a, it's a snap back to go, oh, right. Look how good this is. How fun and exhilarating it can be. And that's what Extremity was for me. It was like a combination of so many things I wanted and it, fulfilled so many things of tremendous art a great storytelling and depth and all these books have that to certain like varying degrees and i mean i just said how i got the akira box set and how excited i am about that everything i st- everything you say about my favorite thing is monsters is inc- is 100 accurate we already mentioned it before black panther god god country it's i can't, like it's crazy to me i'm like I went looking back. I'm like, God country. We read that this year. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, all oh, right, we did read that this year. And I, such a succinct, great little, great story. Um, but extremity is the thing that when I look at this list, it is the one that excites me the most. And th- that's why I pick it. But frankly, read all these books. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're all great. Uh, coming off. So we have, that's a two handies. One for my favorite. And that's two for my favorite thing. Th- no, three. For my favorite thing is monsters now. And email Ferris. Mm-hmm. Extremity picks up the first. Uh, the next category, Eric, is a special <laughs> one. It's special in my heart too. Yeah, um, and it's uh, it's a first of its kind. I don't think I've ever had a category like this because I've never been struck by something uh, so much. Uh, and this category is, dear God, this is the worst thing I've ever read. And there's only one nominee. Uh, it is Ghost on the Shell, Volume Two. Yeah, I think I'll pick that too. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this book! Jesus Christ! It, I when we picked, it, I had it, no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. I, you 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 would you would think, oh, Ghost in the Shell. It's a classic. Let's buy this bundle and let's check out this this what what is this volume two? I don't know it. Mm. What a what a flaming sack of crap! Do yourself a favor. If you did not hear it and go back and listen to that episode, good God, that is the most insane book. It, that I I just got so angry. It it's it 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 defies every all logic in that mm-hmm. it, it, in its existence because Ghost of the Shell Volume One is I wouldn't call it amazing, but it 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 has worthwhile things inside of it, and it, especially the art. Um, volume Two. When you call it Ghost of the Shell Volume Two, you'd think <laughs> you'd think there'd be a connection, 
uh, somewhere, but some connective tissue between the two. And oh, it's a continuation. I like Ghost Ghost in the Shell Volume One. Let me check out Volume Two. Oh, it's completely different. It's ugly. Uh, it's disgusting in some parts. Uh, and it's un- incomprehensible, I- impossible to read. Basically, mm-hmm. no, it completely, completely unreadable. unreadable. I, I was laughing. It was so like I was sitting on my. I remember I read. I was sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, finish volume one. Uh, let's start volume two. And then my, literally, I was laughing so hard and yell, and just yelling at my iPad. My wife came in from the other room and asked me what is going on. And I'm like, you have to look at this. Look at this. I can't. What? I was just, I think I was just yelling, what? What? Mm-hmm. Over and over again. And she's like, what is going on? What are you doing? I'm like, I can't. I can't with this comic book. What is this? Yeah. Don't, hey guys, TLDR, don't ever, don't, Ghost to Shell Volume 1, and it ended. That's it. There's never more. Worst comic ever. It really is. Like, I wouldn't. Quite literally. Yeah, it, I would not create, I would not have had this award unless I literally didn't want people to ever read it. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go, Eric. This is the the, the home stretch. Let's do it. Let's crush this. Yeah, uh, this is our best ofs. These are the best of the years uh, this year in particular. Uh, first, best new series. So we have Black Bolt, Mister Miracle, Curse Words, Extremity, and Redlands. Well, I feel like. I feel like we're going to be in the same place on this. We are. I I know we are. I just extremity. I mean, I couldn't. I could not not go with um, my favorite thing is monsters for best book club. But extremity is pretty goddamn magnificent, and I have not read a single new series that is better. I mean, it is just absolutely through composed and stellar. It's. I, I yes, uh, all these books are great for many for different reasons. Honestly, like all of them do different things, uh, and I like them all. Um, I'm really curious to see how Mister Miracle ra- how what how it looks as a completed thing. Like that's the thing for Mister. Like I think me may- mm-hmm. I could maybe like if Mister Miracle was done as a twelve issue maxi series and I'd re- and it was a full work, I could maybe like I might changed my mind but hey mr miracle probably will be the book club book of the year the year next year or one of them uh but extremity is like basically a perfect comic to me like it is yeah it is exactly what i it is his art is daniel warren johnson's art is so gorgeous the story like and his writing is also great that's the thing like it's not like oh it's a spectacular artist which there, there's a lot of that. You know, we get this spectacular artist while the story is just eh, not, not plotted well. The, this character here fails here or there. The the characters, the writing is just as strong. And it's beautiful and sad and brutal mm. and everything I want. And I, like, I bought it for my dad for Christmas. I bought him the comic, the first volume, and he liked it. And that's my dad's stamp of approval. He was talking to me about it. He's like, "Oh man, the dad. He's not coming back, is he?" I'm like, "No, he's probably gone. <laughs> he's too far gone." Um, but again, all these books are. I, I mean, Redlands is like 
I actually like we were kind of mushy on that book at first. I really love Redlands now. It's really oh, I, it's really I, good. Sometimes things get a rocky start. People don't know when their first issue should be. And I think it's also the trade like I the again the, the trade waiting like I think so a lot of these books if they were just a trade initially here's here's five issues or six issues of material you wouldn't think too much about it you but because we are so committed to this serialized schedule it affects us and affects the books um but that's that's two handies for extremity because it's amazing yeah <laughs> uh our next category best colorist uh four nominees Jordi belair matthew wilson Tamara Bonvillain and Elizabeth Breitweiser. This is Good old Tamara. Yep. I uh, these are again Murder's Row. The, all, these all mm-hmm. these categories are all. I don't want to dismiss any of them because all of the all of the people nominated in all these categories are amazing, top notch, best in class. Uh, I literally saw an article today about how oh, we should take colorists seriously. I'm like, man, we've been catch up, man. Colors, uh, yeah, yeah. Treating color is serious for years now. Come on. Um, I don't... It's hard to... I waver on this. I was looking at this and thinking about this category in particular. I was wavering. I'm like, who do I... Who do I pick? Because I don't... I kept going back and forth. Because they're all so great. They all, they all contribute so much to their books. Where you, where Who you pick, Eric? Well... I do adore all of them. I love that you put Tamara on this list. And I think if I was going to pick any one solitary person, I think she deserves it probably the most. She she works incredibly hard. She's had a lot of really hard setbacks. She is now like a target of uh, online hate from the diversity in comics uh, hate account, if you were not aware that that's a thing. Do, are, do, have you heard of diversity in comics Twitter account? Mm-mm, no. It's basically a, a, a right wing nut job that uh, seems like he he uniquely loves to target uh, trans creators and has just recently taken notice of uh, of Tamra. So whatever, uh, fuck all y'all. Tamra's great. So my hats off to you. I think I'm going with Jordy. I mean, that's the basic bitch answer, but it's also not wrong. I know. That's what I was like. It's like boring, but she's amazing yeah. and she's so no. good. And she does a, a lot no of joke. a lot of varying work. Like that's like I kept coming back to it. Like I'm looking at all the books she colored over the air and there's a lot of variety. It's not. There was. God, I, what was it that we read recently that Laura Martin did the color for that was fucking amazing? An- another like. I mean, like an like a leader, like one of like literally the first people, let alone women in the comic industry doing digital color. Fucking a Laura Martin. I just want to high five all these people all the time. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. It's just like I don't. I don't no, this is this like, is impossible because I mean, any one of them would probably point to everyone else on the list and say, "No, they're fucking great. They're amazing." Yeah. Um. So that's that's. Two Hades apiece, one for Jordi Belair, one for Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, next up, best writer. Uh, Emil Ferris, Tom King, Daniel Warren Johnson, Saladin Ahmed, Donny Cates, and Jordi Belair. Now nominated in two categories. Mm-hmm. 
Not lying when I say I love Redlands. Good for her. Yeah, I Redlands is great. Um, very another tough. I, I, it's a very tough category. I, I think I think I'll go email Ferris in this. I I wow. I think upset. I I think that's my choice. I I thought about it really hard, and I included both her and Daniel Warren Johnson. At, they're both mm-hmm. you know writers and artists on their books. Writers and artists both stellar writing in both of them i would say you know dialogue and the craft the way both those books are crafted mm-hmm. and that's i mean and that and amazing. like as i like and i think that's why i pick her over like i would like in again like donny cates c- continues to put out He's Donnie's had a good year. Yeah, he's put out so much good stuff and a, and like a lot of variety in it in yeah. both tone and in like he put out some superhero comics, he put out God Country which I guess is uh, I wouldn't call it a super I don't know what to call that. What it's like a fantasy I suppose, but Redneck like there's just a, a baby teeth a horror book like it's a lot of a variety of stuff and all, all of it's good. Uh Solid Ahmed with Black Bolt like I love Black Bolt the character and that book does him justice. Uh Tom King just continues to write terrific comic books, everything he touches. Um but nothing like the the like the writing of that of my favorite thing is Monsters is as impressive to me as her art. As like the way that book is constructed, how we t- we talked about it when we did in that episode. How it's layered with, with a, like multiple frame narratives with layers of mystery and it's like a puzzle box when you pick that thing apart and it it's intricate and really well designed which is i don't like writing in comic books is like people like to think of it as only what's in the script so to speak mm-hmm. but i it's not really that only that it is constructing a story in the way that will make it most effective. And that book is so complicated with so much stuff happening and so many like really powerful choices and challenging choices and hard choices. Like she, like there's several things in that book that it probably would have been easier to not tell it this way, but because she did it the hard way, it's better for it. And I so I, I mean, no one on this list is a slouch, but it's incredibly impressive to me. Who do you pick, Eric? We all know Tom is the king of my heart. It's true. It's it's hard for me. This is a this is an incredibly tough choice for all the reasons we've discussed. You know, as I was thinking, I was going to give it to Tom King, but it's hard for me not to just come back to the incredible craftsmanship of my favorite thing is monsters and just what a stellar book it is just how heartbreaking and honest and good i mean it's pretty remarkable no it's stunning it's it's hard to say anything but emil ferris for that it's it i i I don't know it is a, a a medium expanding work of fiction i hope we're talking about it for for years to come oh we have volume two coming out i know that's exciting that's that's alone is a super exciting <laughs> we get another book like that it's just i know i'm so fucking good. amped 
So two handies, two more handies for Emil Ferris, and my favorite thing is monsters. And finally, our final category: uh, best artist: uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, Chris Somney, Mitch Gerads, Christian Ward, <laughs> Vanessa Del Rey, and Emil Ferris again. So Eric, out of make an impossible choice. That's all I ask. Oh, um, no, it's it's Daniel Warren Johnson. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to think about it. I want to. I want to. I want to crawl inside him and live there. <laughs> no, he is insanely just like what could I? What could I possibly want other 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 than more Daniel Warren Johnson in my life? Yes, I agree. That's my answer as well. <laughs> easy, easy. I mean, it's not the impossible e- choice. It's, easy. It's not easy. It's. I, I think it's again. It's a measure of excitement. Yeah, and it and it's something you feel kind of primally. It's not necessarily okay. like something you can puzzle out necessarily. I, I, all these people are on the list because they are anything. Like I, I've always liked Vanessa Del Rey. I think Redlands perfectly suits her. Like that book that her and Jordy have made is a perfect thing for her art. Um, Christian Ward, that Black Bolt book works because of his art as well. Like all these things are like their books would not work without these artists. They are vital, and I mean. I basically buy everything they draw, and now Emil Ferris has been added to that. Like, anything she makes for the rest of her life, I will mm-hmm. purchase. And, I don't know, Mr. Odds was... I, I've been very impressed by Mr. Miracle, his work on that, and I was very impressed by that Swamp Thing book. That one Swamp Thing issue. Um, and that and that's the thing, that him and Tom King, they have th- their partnership, their collaboration, has created a lot of really impressive things. And they really work so well together. And I think that's the like why I chose these artists in particular. Like aside from you know, Daniel Warren Johnson and Emil Ferris both draw, the, draw their own things, so they don't need to collaborate. But none of them excite me the way Daniel Warren Johnson does. The way his mm-hmm. art is it it is full of tension and dynamicism. Dyna, dynamicism? How do you say that? Dynana dynamos I'm having trouble. Um it's it's it, it is filled with action scenes that really are impactful and important, but also not never overshadow the quiet scenes. It is the thing I remember about our discussion when we in that same episode we talked about uh, an X Men book, and it was Wolverine and Bishop having a little having a little talk. And you and I, I, I had, I had the criticism of these guys have both been around the block. They're both like these world, world weary time travelers who have gone through t- trauma. And if their, their dialogue in that situation felt very stilted and awkward when it felt like all they had to do was just stare at each other and they knew each other. They knew both of them just by looking at the other one would know those guys, they've been through shit. They don't need to say anything about it. And in, in extremity, he knows when to not write dialogue. You know, he knows when to let characters be quiet. And those are the moments that stuck with me in that book. So it's, it's a lot of empty, quiet, sad scenes in between incredibly kinetic, important action. The ac- Every piece of action that he draws in that book means something. And it just looks, it's so beautiful. And the, it, He's so good at conveying that emotion. 
it's it's still whenever I think about it, it's stunning. Um, it's great. Can't say I can't. I don't have enough superlatives. Mm-hmm. My dialogue, my vocabulary. What's the superlativist? Mm-hmm. So final final awards, best artist, two handies for Daniel Warren Johnson. Eric and I agreed a lot this year. Mm-hmm. We did. So. They had, that was our fourth or fifth annual Handsome Boys Handies Awards. Uh, all everything, fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth, whatever. I don't. <laughs> doesn't take. doesn't matter. Um, everything. I think everything that we mentioned, except in those bad categories, should read. Should check out all. All those creators are creating amazing things, and that's the thing that when you mentioned that Vice asshole. Yeah, there's never. I we say this every year. There's never been more better comics than right now. Like there are so many things that I don't even know about that. Uh-huh. Like people are like little web comic projects that I've I, that I don't know that I don't even know they exist. And they're probably really um, like there's some out there that are amazing and great. There's so many little corners now. There's so many more people making comics and. Like even if you're looking at traditional in print, never been more great comics coming out. Like n- it doesn't matter what kind of genre you like. There's never been a, a better variety, and I don't know beauty in those comics. Um, I think we'll wrap up. Eric, you have any hopes, predictions for 2018? In regards to comic books. Oh, of course. I mean, what there's there's little else I think about. Okay. Uh, I mean. The ones on here, they're the ones to watch. It's the thing about comics is that the stuff does keep coming out of left field, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, this has been an unpredictable year for a lot of things, and I just hope there's more good than bad. I I really hope uh, Marvel pulls out of this death knell and gets their shit together. Stops trying to piss off everyone. Yeah, I that's when when I, I I think that's another thing that I I that have seen a lot of lately and I agree is that the comics industry is in a bad place when one of the two major companies if they start faltering that it can literally collapse an industry or at least the diamond system in comic book stores I mean people still make comics but when comic book stores are going some are going out of business because Marvel is doing so poorly driving off their customers that says something about how bad the industry is built um i hope that marvel yeah what you said marvel does better that and i think they're trying like they're there's some things happening it just feels very much like legacy is they're like say like this happened while we were gone but it's an incredibly frustrating thing where you know the big reveal at the end of legacy is that original wolverine is back and he's alive and instead of just giving us a comic book up with that with the story of what, how Wolverine came back about that mystery whatever it is instead you have to buy other comics with a little a few pages at the back of them and it is just it is a, a doubling down on gimmickry and Poor choice. Like, I don't want to buy all those comics to read three pages of Wolverine. Just give me the Wolverine. Why? Why? You don't under... Like, the the they just released... Did you see that the thing about them, the Make Your Own Comic app thing they released? Oh. 
So it's a very simple kind of program where you can basically take art and position it and then give it dialogue and you can tell your own stories using the art assets and stuff that they provide, right? But the list of things you're not allowed to include is just a, a absurd length, like mm-hmm. including, I believe, farts. Yeah. Which, Body noises, so this I do remember. Yeah, that – and it's not – it's not that it's like – I don't care that honestly that much about any of it. It's just another like completely tone deaf thing. It feels like it feels like Marvel Comics is run by like a seventy five year old man who who like who doesn't understand comic books, who doesn't understand the people reading them. And I just want them to like understand who their readers are and give them what they want. Like and I feel like they're making some of those choices like they hired Donnie Cates, and his books are great. Both uh, Thanos and Doctor Strange are very good, and recommend them both. Jason Aaron's still writing great comics for him, and like there's there's tons of great comics. Gwenpool just got canceled, which very upsets me. And that's the thing; like they say, oh yeah, they they not so much cancellations as the bunch of the most more diverse titles, the more outlier titles, titles. And whenever that happens, it's just incredibly frustrating. I'm like, that's the stuff I want to read, and you cancel it. I don't know what to do with it. Like, what do I do? I don't want to read those. The books they push are the ones I don't want to read. And it doesn't, I, I, I more and more, I understand the people who don't just don't bother with Marvel or DC because like they make a lot of decisions that just break your heart. I hope they don't do it anyway. I, I was so, remember like two years ago, we were so excited about Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's uh really, really heartbreaking that that changed so radically. I'm I'm I I'm very curious what Bendis will do with DC. Yeah, you know? and I I hope he f- continues to have good health. He's had a ins- I don't know if you've seen that he's had an insane health scare, nearly killed no, him. No, I have missed that. That's he, terrible. He had an infection, mm. uh, nearly killed him. Versus not a joke. Uh, but he's okay now. I think I think he's pulled, gotten past the worst of it, and I'm excited to see what he does in DC. Um. Loved. I'm. I'm really excited to see all the scenes of him drawing, him writing super, Superman, drinking coffee, um, mm-hmm. talking about breakfast cereals with Lois. But I, I hope we're better. I hope comics are continue to. I hope comics thrive. I hope comic book stores continue to thrive. I hope the market adapts and that eventually, like. I I hope that Marvel and DC they are the ones they have they have to be the ones spearheading this to. Stop with this awful previews. Stop it. Change. Start the change. You don't have to do it all at once, but start. Do something. Do it differently. Do it. I don't. People are not going to. If you want to make more people read your comic books, it's not that people don't like comic books. It's that they just want to read them in an easy way. Like in an age where it's never been easier to watch a movie on. It's still incredibly difficult for people to 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 go buy a single issue of a comic book and make sure and know what it is and how to get it. You have to go to comic book stores if you want to, it doesn't make any sense, but they're not, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just have hopes, hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. 2017, great year for comic books. Uh, not necessarily great year for much other, many other things, not for real life. I believe I saw it on a British, one of those British quiz, quiz shows. Uh, the guest was, how was 2017 for you? He's like, personally, adequate, internationally, disastrous. And I feel like that's, comics were great in 2017. 
next week, no more awards next week. Next week, we have Nerdboy Book Club again, and we'll be reading Doom Patrol, Volume 1, uh, the young animal imp- uh, version, not the Grant Morrison version, although we might well read that eventually as well, uh, Gerard Way, and uh, I can't think of the artist, Eric. Of Doom Patrol? Yeah. Nick, Dar- Nick Darrington. I blanked for a second. I literally just read it. Um, we'll be reading the first volume of that. I'm really excited about that. Um, but read along with us. Well, that'll be next week. Um, thank you guys for listening. And, I mean, thank you for listening at all. We appreciate uh, all the people who listen to us. Um, your end uh, podcasts are always, hey, it's cool that we do this. And it's cool that people listen. So thank you for that. Um, if you like the show, you can... Great review, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps us out. It helps new, us find new listeners. A uh, word of mouth is greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at HandsomeBoysComics at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Robbie Darman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. You can see many of the things I get up to by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram and Twitter accounts, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight. So that, folks, we call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.